Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Uh, the West Tigers, they've announced their leadership group uh, in the last 24 hours. A very, very interesting one. And uh, let me headline this podcast by saying, I think this offseason for the West Tigers has been pretty damn good, to be honest with you. Uh, I said last year that I thought they'd go close to the spoon. I think I tipped them for the spoon at the start of the season. Uh, they overachieved a little bit higher than that, but I still think they finished 13th or 14th or something along those lines. I thought that Stefano was a brilliant signing for them. Dane Laurie was a brilliant signing. They were two of my favorite guys um, at the end of last season and I thought Stefano was their best forward and I think outside of Adam Dewey there's a really fair argument that Dane Laurie uh, was their best back you could say over the entire season uh, there's a fair argument that maybe he was their most consistent back and their best back I think he played just about every game Stefano he came out of that origin series he didn't play but he went into camp and he just went to a new level and personally I think he's going to be a leader at this club for a very long time and Personally, I probably would have considered having him in the leadership group, but we'll get to that in a second. So last year was disappointing, but I thought they made inroads in the right directions. Then Tim Sheen signed on, which was a great sign. That was sensational. Since then, they've signed Api Curacao. He's a premiership winning hooker. They've also signed Isaiah Papali'i, who was arguably the best forward in rugby league last year. Definitely the most improved forward in rugby league. Definitely the most improved forward at the Parramatta Eels, a team that included Ryan Madison, Junior Paulo, Regan Camagillard, all 
representative players. So a pretty good knock uh, by the West Tigers. And as I've said, they've made inroads. They're heading in the right direction for me. There's no doubt about that. I've also said, and maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I also believe the signing of Jackson Hastings uh, will be a very good one for them. They got Stafford Toa the other day, which I think is a good little grab. Uh, we're hearing that Tuolagi, he may move to the Manly Seagulls. Hopefully they can hold on to him. Luciana Leilua is leaving. Uh, but when they let Leilua go, they obviously had Bloor ready and raring to go. Uh, he's now injured. So that's just sort of the way it plays out sometimes, which is unfortunate. But I think the Tigers, they're generally heading in the right direction with the signings they've got coming next year and some of the guys they've picked up this year and having Tim Sheens back in the building. Their trial on the weekend was very disappointing to say the least, though, I've got to tell you. Uh, I know they came up against a manly side that was pretty good. Uh, and look, to be fair, the West Tigers, they held their own for the first half. They did do well, so I probably shouldn't say they went terribly. All I worry about is that it's just a very West Tigers thing to get to the minute before halftime and concede a try. They've done so well to keep Tom Trevojevic under wraps. I know he set up a try in the first two minutes, but realistically, I wouldn't say that was, you know, Tom Trevojevic just playing off the leash and going insane. Uh, it was just a, a well-timed run by Brad Parker and some defense that could have been better there. So I thought outside of that, they did really, really well to contain Tom Trevojevic, which is the biggest challenge uh, that we see in the NRL right now. And only really the top team seemed to be able to do it. So the West Tigers were heading in the right direction. Then two minutes before halftime, which is where you make and break football teams, where you win and lose games. They had to defend one more set and they weren't able to do it. They let Turbo run straight through the middle of them from about 40 metres out and just drift, drift across field, find his brother there, then find his winger. And those are the real coach killers that I'm sure Madge would be sitting there going, how on earth do I turn this around? How do I stop this sort of shit from happening? Because it seems to happen to the West Tigers more than other sides. Little things like this that creep into their game. They're always close to being relevant, but they always just miss the mark by a little bit. Hopefully, guys like Papali'i coming in, Isaiah Papali'i coming in, uh, Abby Curacao, you know, these sort of guys. I think I just said Papali'i twice, but anyway, we'll move on. Um, you know, and Adam Dewey, he's improving every single year. And I just, I don't really understand why they've gone for the five-man captaincy approach. I just don't think... It's an overly successful path to take. Uh, the last team to have a five-prong captain group, I believe, was actually South Sydney when Michael Maguire was coaching them a year or two before they won the premiership. Uh, they actually made the finals that year, so it was a pretty good knock. But no other teams have had five leaders uh, since then. And maybe that's saying something, I don't know. Uh, they brought James Tamu a year or two ago for experience. He is providing that. Is James Tamu the footballer that he was a couple of years ago? No, he's not for me, but he's still got a heap of experience and he's a good leader within the club. So I would have sort of assumed James Tamu was probably the guy to get it. Uh, Adam Dewey, you know, if he wasn't playing in the first few, if he was playing in the first few weeks, I wonder if he would have got the captaincy straight out. They've spoken about him uh, for a long time being one of those guys. Uh, Luke Brooks, I mean he's constantly under pressure, he's constantly the scapegoat, but seemingly uh, Madge backs him in 100%, so one of those three guys I probably assumed uh, would get the captaincy. I understand that Dewey's not going to be there for the first few weeks, which uh, makes that decision a lot more difficult, and I, as I said, I wonder what would have happened if Dewey was available from round one. But they have gone for a five-prong leadership group here. Uh, James Tamu, Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey, Kemba Marlow, and Tyrone Peachy. Now, uh, James Tamu, I understand being there. Luke Brooks, I understand being there. Dewey, I understand being there. 
Ken Mamalo, I don't know. This one sort of came out of the blue for me. I wouldn't have anticipated Ken Mamalo to get there. Uh, he's obviously been at the club for a short period of time. I'm not within the four walls, so maybe Mamalo has turned into a brilliant leader. Uh, but for me... He doesn't seem like a guy that overly talks that much. This is just from the outside looking in, so I could be completely wrong. And saying that a guy isn't leadership quality doesn't mean he's a poor player. It doesn't take anything away from him. Being a leader is a very unique thing. Being a leader in rugby league from the wing is an extremely unique thing, and I just find that one a little bit interesting. I mean, if they had if they'd named four forwards in their leadership group and then you needed a back, I could understand maybe you stretch a little bit getting someone, but Brooks is in this leadership group. Um, the other one is Tyrone Peachy. Now, I don't know if this is a play by Madge to try and get the very best out of Peach. I'm not sure. But as I said on Bloke in a Bar the other day, I watched Peach on the weekend. He was playing 13. To me, he looked a little bit lost. Denon did say, yes, this is going to take time, though. We know that with Peach, and I agree with that 100%. But personally, I don't know if I would have let Peachy walk into this building and give him captaincy straight away. It just doesn't, just doesn't quite add up to me. It probably locks Peachy in for a 13 jersey, you would have to hope. As I said to Denon, though, if Peachy doesn't start to hit form very soon, is Madge the sort of guy that's going to give him 10, 12 weeks? Because that might be how long it takes for Tyrone Peachy to not only find his spot in this new team, but to find his spot in this new team that is also getting used to other combinations. Adam Dewey, who they leaned on very heavily last year, he's not going to be on the field for that first eight-odd weeks. Jackson Hastings is going to walk in. He's going to be a new guy for them to partner up with. We're not quite sure who the hooker's going to be. Either you lose the experience of Moses and Bai floating around. It's just there's a lot going into it that... I just don't really understand this decision to give it to Peach. Hopefully it does bring the very best out of him. And if it does, I mean, a masterstroke by Madge. But I just, I find it a little bit strange because I didn't quite understand the Peachy signing in the first place. From what I know of Michael Maguire, what players tell me about Michael Maguire, I'm not sure if him and Peach are going to be the absolute best fit, to be honest with you. Uh, But we'll see how that one plays out. But Marlo and Tyron Peachy have never really come across to me as being leadership sort of guys. Uh, I've seen them at a few clubs long-term. I saw Peachy at the Titans for a while. I saw him at the Penrith Panthers for quite some time. Never at any point did I think, oh, these guys will be future leaders of this club. I saw Kemba Marlow at the New Zealand Warriors for a very long long time, became a bit of a cult hero, was one of their more consistent players. At no point did I ever consider Ken Mamalo eventually being a captain of the New Zealand Warriors. So for Ken to walk into the West Tigers squad and within six months being the leadership group and Tyrone Peachy walk in there and after what two and a half three months being the leadership group I have got to tell you that has surprised me a little bit uh, I'm not sure why these two are in there now just to add another layer to it and something else for you to consider they've gone with five guys this year yeah uh, you'd have to assume that all five of these guys will be in their starting 13 so that's five out of 13 guys that are captains now they did a similar thing last year uh, a five-man leadership group uh, that included Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey, David Nofaluma, Alex Twoll, and, of course, James Tamu. So Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey, James Tamu, they have remained in this leadership group. David Nofaluma, of course, after a few weeks of getting this duty, I think it was he showed up to a training session hungover. Um, he was taken out of the leadership group. And personally, I wouldn't have had Noff in there anyway. I know he's one of their better players on his day. Uh, but I, leadership is not something I see out of Nofaluma, to be honest with you. Uh, and then 
Alex Twoll, who I thought was a really good pick as a leader. I thought that was a sensational choice. You know, Denon's done a podcast with him. He seemed like a champion bloke. And even talking to, to Denon off mic, he seems like a great guy, Alex Twoll, from what I've gathered. So I really did understand that one. But now you've got to consider that out of the 13 players that are going to run out for the West Tigers in their best 13, seven of them have been a captain of the club in the last 12 months. Um, That's more than 50% of the players on the field that have been captain in the last 12 months. It is a very strange scenario. You've got James Tamu, Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey, David Nofaluma, Alex Twoll, and then you have now Tyrone Peachy and Ken Mamalo. I mean... I just, this is where I kind of worry with the West West Tigers that there is a lot of dysfunction there. Um, You know, for one of their guys to show up hungover at a training session to the point where he steps down from the captaincy, not a great sign. He's also been there for a very long time. David Nofaluma, if he was in their top five leaders for that to happen, that worries me. Alex Twoll has seemingly fallen off the face of the earth as far as captaincy goes. He wasn't in this top five, and I really don't understand why. Maybe Twoll has stepped away from it. I'm not sure, but I don't understand how Twoll, his role hasn't changed. Nothing's changed about his game, uh, but he stepped down from this captaincy role and they've replaced him with a winger and a 13 that's come from another club that's underachieved for most of his career. Love Peachy, but his ability compared to what he's achieved, I think it's hard to argue that he hasn't underachieved. By my standards anyway, because I hold Peachy so highly, I think he has underachieved and now he's a leader of this club. I just... I find it very interesting. I don't understand how this has ended up happening, how they're running out in their starting 13 uh, and seven out of the 13 have been captains in the last 12 months. I would also argue that I think some of the guys they've overlooked in this year's leadership group don't make sense to me. To be honest with you, instead of Ken Mamalo and Tyron Peachy, I would have had Jackson Hastings. He's going to be one of the main voices. He's going to be kicking goals. He'll be doing a lot of their general play kicking. He is a talker. He is a momentum guy. He's a high-confidence guy. I think he would have been perfect. He has come from cultures in other clubs in England that were struggling, that he's lifted up. He's won a man of steel over there. I And you know what? People will laugh at that, saying Hastings sh- should be a leader, but I promise you, he will be a leader in this team this year. I promise you. He's a different bloke to what you probably assume that he is. He's a guy that I would have had in this leadership group before Mamalo and before Peachy. You know who else I would have had in this leadership group too? I would have put Stefano in there. He is a leader in this club. He is one of the bigger leaders in this team. I would argue, as far as on-field, what he does, I would argue that he is up there with James Tamo as far as leading this forward pack. He is the main guy in that pack. For me, I understand that he's young. I get that. And maybe it's best if they don't put captaincy on his shoulders just yet. But personally, I think the situation they're in, I probably would have had him in there. I think it could lift his game to a new level. But that's just me looking from the outside looking in. I would have had Stefano and probably Jacko in this. Uh, there's other guys in this team that have played rep football in the past. I mean, Joe Offerhengawi, we signed here, they signed him. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
from the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, he's played for the Maroons before. He's another guy that didn't get a look into leadership. And I'm not saying I would have made him a leader. But I'll tell you what, a guy that has played Origin uh, and has been to a couple of clubs and whatnot, I probably would have had him over Peach, to be honest with you. Potentially over Mamalo. I mean, I'm not saying Mamalo's a bad leader, but he's a winger. That's why I also didn't understand why Nofaluma was in this leadership group last year either. It just doesn't quite make sense to me. I, I'm not expecting Madge to come out and explain his thinking here, but I would be interested uh, to hear what his approach is here and why he's chosen these individual players. If they went for a three-man thing, Tamo, Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey, I could understand that. They probably are the three best guys to lead at this club. But throwing Mamalo and Tyrone Peachy in, I just don't know what sort of a message that sends to Alex Twoll. I don't know what sort of a message that sends to David Nofaluma. I mean, it's an interesting one. I know that there, Nofaluma got in trouble last year and lost it, so fair cop. He shouldn't get it back, maybe. But Alex Twoll, I'm not really sure how he's fallen out of favor. The captain before this was Moses Mbai as well. Uh, what position was Moses Mbai at the West Tigers? Was he their halfback, their 5'8", their fullback, their centre, their hooker, their 14? I mean, he played all of these positions and he was the leader of the club. He was the face of the club and they couldn't work out what position he was playing. Um, I, as I said at the start, I think the West Tigers, they've made some great moves over the last six months. Abby Curacao, Isaiah Papali'i, getting Tim Sheen in the building. I think they've made a lot of really, really good calls. But there is still just a lot of things going on that, to me, just don't make sense. I don't get it. We heard that Newcastle could have gone for a four or five-man leadership group. We then heard that they could go for KP solely. They've gone for KP and Jaden Braley, which, for me, makes sense. That makes sense to me. It would have been silly to have KP on his own. It would have been silly to have KP and five other dudes for me. I just don't understand why clubs do this, to be honest with you. Not many clubs around that are doing it. Uh, the vast majority of them that do it aren't overly successful. Um, haven't really seen the Melbourne Storm go for this sort of approach. They always have one leader, one captain. Last year, they had co-captains, which made sense to me. I have no problem with co-captains, two guys. But once you get past two... I think there's just too many chefs in the kitchen and you just lack a bit of direction. Sydney Roosters, James Sedesco was their captain. Before that, it was Boyd Cordner. I mean, South Sydney, Adam Reynolds has been the captain. Before that, you know, they always had one captain since Madge left, essentially. Penrith Panthers, they've got co-captains. They've got their halfback and their lock forward, who are the two main voices on the field for them. They're not chucking in Brian Toto in a leadership group. I mean, you're not seeing the Roosters chuck Daniel Tupu into a leadership group and announce it for everyone to see. The reality is that experienced players like Ken Mamalo, I don't know why you're putting them in leadership groups. They should just be leaders as they are. Look, maybe I'm overplaying this one, but I just don't understand how this has played out and how, you know, I saw NRS put up a thing the other day, sort of, I think half taking the piss, but saying like, oh, this many captains and Alex Twell isn't one of them. Now, I know that Roasty has that whole thing going with Twell scoring a try, which I think is unreal. It's been hilarious. But in all seriousness, why isn't Twell one of them? Why isn't he one of these guys? It just doesn't make sense to me. You have a look at their captains over the last few years. They went Moses and by. Uh, into This is whilst, essentially, Benji Marshall was at the club too, by the way, which made no sense to me whatsoever. But they went Moses and by into a five-prong leadership group into the next year, another five, where only three of the five the year before are in it. But the two that missed out are still in the side. But we add in another two who have been at the club for less than six months. One of them is a 13 that has bounced around everywhere. I'm not sure if he's going to lock down that 13 spot for the West Tigers, realistically. The other one is a winger who's been there for six months. It just doesn't... I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting again, but this one just doesn't make sense. The Tigers have made so many good moves over the last few months. But this one... I don't know. It just doesn't fit right with me. 